keeping faith in uncertain times. If you've been feeling uncertain lately, you're not alone. There was once a golf match between two Episcopalians. One an eminent Supreme Court justice. The other an equally distinguished Virginia bishop. The bishop missed four straight short putt shots in a row without saying a single word. And the justice watched him with growing amusement and remarked, Bishop, that is the most profane silence I've ever heard. Now, some people have been putting around during the pandemic. Others have been facing this oftentimes profane reality of suffering. And so whether you've been putting around at home or enduring real losses, or a bit of both, you may have been trying to make sense of all of this suffering. If you have at all, at any time, raise your hand. Try to make sense of all of this. I see lots of hands going up. Well, in today's first letter from Peter, the fisherman-turned-apostle writes this to his listeners. Remember, his listeners, his readers, were enduring persecution and opposition. For it is a credit to you, if being aware of God, you endure pain while suffering unjustly. Christianity at its best has always been very realistic about suffering. It's not a question of if you will suffer, but when you will suffer. And this recognition that suffering is part and parcel of the Christian life is sort of held in mysterious balance with the Christian claim of God's protection and provision. Yes, suffering. Yes, God's protection. It's a mysterious balance. Now, true or false statement, you tell me. Thumbs up means it's true. Thumbs down means it's false. Here's the statement. Very little has been written about faith and suffering. I see lots of thumbs going down. Yes, there have been centuries of writing about faith and suffering. So in our short time, we can only cover so much. And so we will keep our focus on the human response to suffering by considering three observations. Are you ready? I see a few nodding of heads. Here are the three observations. Observation number one, suffering often produces character. Suffering often produces character. So many of the people that you and I most admire in our lives, or the great heroes of history, whether it's Christian history or otherwise, are people who have suffered. Suffering often has forged them into better versions of themselves. Think about some of the people you admire. How many of them suffered in some way? A good deal of them, probably. Now, the negative side of the suffering coin is that sometimes suffering does not produce character. Sometimes it crushes a person's character and forges them into the worst version of themselves. So observation number one is that suffering often produces character. Observation number two is that suffering often clarifies the important. Suffering often 
clarifies the important. So when the diagnosis comes, or when a loved one dies, or when the pandemic arrives, what is important in your life often gets clarified. And actually, think about it this way. Think about this. For many people, they actually, without some pain, without some suffering, they would actually ignore the most important things in their lives until it was too late. They would ignore God. They would ignore their marriage. They ignore their family. They ignore their children, their health, whatever the case may be, unless some suffering, some pain, woke them up to that situation. Uh, and by the way, don't be one of those people who waits till it's too late. Take action now if there's something in your life that needs attention. Of course, the negative side of the suffering coin is that sometimes suffering robs a person of the ability to actually focus on what's important. And even worse, sometimes suffering takes away the most important things from someone. So, suffering often clarifies the important. Number three. Suffering often draws people to God. Suffering often draws people to God. Uh, raise your hand if during a time of suffering you've ever felt drawn to God or you reached out to God during a time of suffering. Okay, I see many hands being lifted. Um, one person was picking their nose, but I won't identify who they are. But yeah, many people, most human beings throughout the course of human history have been felt reached out to God during a period of pain. And very often, God has sustained people through these periods of difficulty in their lives. And sometimes actually transformed the whole rest of their life. Now, the negative side of the suffering coin is that very often we see that sometimes suffering makes people give up on God and give up on faith. So, the three observations... Do you, can you remember what they are, the three observations? I will show them to you here, if I can find them. I had them a second ago. And I'll share the screen. But if you're with someone at home or on your own, say them aloud or tell them what the three things are right now. All right. Now, I think I have found it. So, share screen. So suffering, here it's on the screen now. Let's say these together aloud. Suffering often produces character. Suffering often clarifies the important. Suffering often draws people to God. Now, to be clear, to be clear, there is nothing inherently good about suffering. Something good can come out of suffering, though. Did you catch that? I'm going to rewind that one. To be clear, there is nothing inherently good about suffering. But something good can come out of suffering. Question. Have you noticed that sort of seems to be one of God's specialties? Turning Good Fridays into Easter Sundays. Anyone notice that? All through Scripture, all throughout the history of people of faith, we see that over and over again. But here is the question that really is perplexing. Really perplexing. Maybe you've thought about it this before. Why is it that some people, when they suffer, rise to the occasion, becoming a better version of themselves? And yet other people, in the face of suffering, they fall 
And they become a worse version of themselves. Now why is that? We could say, well, it's about social location, it's about privilege, it's about all these different things. Well, maybe, but we see people in a variety of circumstances, the worst and the best, rising and falling. Now, if you look at the evidence of history, you can see that very often the people who rise to the occasion are people of faith and or people of community. People of faith, people of community. So they are connected to God and they are connected to other people. And so for persons so positioned, suffering often, not always, produces character, clarifies the important, and draws them to God. So, if your faith is shaky, ask God to strengthen it. P-R-A-Y. And if your faith is shaky, well then stay connected to those whose faith is strong. That's why we stress here at St. John's, worshiping weekly. And if your faith is strong or doing pretty good, make sure to stay connected to those whose faith is shaky. Hence why at St. John's we emphasize loving others and building spiritual friendships. So if your faith is taking a hit and you're in a period of suffering, well then let the community, let their faith, our faith, sustain yours. Let us carry you through that time. And when then your faith is doing a little bit better, you join with the community and you help carry other people's faith when their faith is weak. If that makes sense to you, give a thumbs up. Yeah, that's part of what it means to be a spiritual family united in Christ. Okay. And now for a joke that many of you will not approve of. And not just because it's a bad joke. You'll see why. Some of you won't approve of it, but I'm going to go for it anyway. So early one morning, this, this woman hears that the garbage truck is leaving, and she panics, and she rushes outside to, as it's pulling away. Now, she's still in her bathrobe, and her hair is still in bib curlers. Uh, I took mine out a couple hours ago. Uh, and she has all this sticky cream all over her face. So she's kind of a frightful sight. But she rushes out to the, to the garbage guys as they're pulling away. She says, wait, wait, is it too late? Is it too late for me to, to bring the trash out? And the reply is, no, hop right in. Yes, yes, I see various reactions. I told you that some would not approve of that joke. No ladies were thrown into the garbage truck during the telling of this story. Now, question. Question. As people of faith, should you and I intentionally go around looking to hop into the garbage of suffering? If you think that we should, give a thumbs up. If you think that we should not go around looking to jump into suffering, thumbs down. Right. Absolutely not. There have been periods where people are like, I want to suffer and prove my faith. No. In life, as you've probably figured out, you and I don't have to plan for suffering. We don't have to expose ourselves to it. It will come to us over the normal course of life. Now, in theology, this whole larger topic of suffering, the the topic of a good God and the suffering of good people, has a fancy name. Does anyone know the name of this? It's called theodicy. Let's say this together three times. 
theodicy, theodicy, theodicy. So there's a whole discipline, there's a whole ancient conversation that goes on to this very moment of philosophers and theologians who explore what is the deal with a good God and the suffering that we see in the world. That's theodicy. Now, related to theodicy are several very sophisticated philosophical and theological arguments about suffering. Arguments about the fall, arguments about sin, arguments about our finite nature, arguments about free will, God's goodness, and on and on and on. And some scholars say that these arguments solve, explain the problem of suffering. Done, not a problem. Well, maybe, maybe these arguments do solve the problem of suffering from an intellectual point of view. But on this side of eternity anyway, while they can be helpful, and I encourage you to study them and learn about them, they will never fully solve the problem of suffering experientially. Now, yes, you can make some, underline some, sense of suffering. You can ponder and think about the three observations that we just shared a little while ago. And actually, it's very important for every disciple of Jesus, every serious Christian, to do some thinking about suffering. Thinking about the why, but also the how, meaning how you can experience good out of suffering. And do some thinking about that before you find yourself in it. And by the way, kids and younger people, this is a good lesson to learn early. Not just the why, but particularly how you can position yourself so that good things can come out of suffering. But despite all of that, in the face of your own suffering, or the suffering of someone you love, suffering will never entirely make sense. Just won't. But the good news is, is that by staying connected to God and God's people, suffering can produce character in you, a better version of yourself. Suffering can help clarify what's important in your life, keeping you on track. And suffering can draw you to God, opening the door for divine love to transform your life. Amen.